Welcome to Good Life. I'm Dean Wilson. I'm so glad you've joined us. Uh, you can always find us at goodlifetelevision.org where you can see all the full interviews of these great, wonderful guests we've had. And we also break those interviews up into what we call power clips. So you can find those at goodlifetelevision.org. Um, good Life is here to focus on the good stuff, to dwell on the good stuff and, and to dwell and to talk with the people that are doing great things and people who are overcoming and people who are entrepreneurs, people who are leading well. So that's what we're here for and we're so glad you're with us, whether you're on TV Santa Barbara or at goodlifetelevision.org. We welcome you. We're also on all, all the social media platforms you can find us, so hopefully you'll follow us there. But I'm really excited about my guest uh, today, Jessica Delarbra. Did I say it right? You said it perfectly. Okay, Jessica yeah. Delarbra. She's the CEO of Habitat for Humanity uh, in the area where we're sitting, which is Santa Barbara, California. Um, a lot of you know Habitat for Humanity. We're going to talk about Habitat. It's a wonderful organization in, in a minute. But start with kind of just where you came from and your, your background, where you grew up. And sure. Well, I'm a proud gaucho, graduate of UC Santa Barbara, and I'm from Los Angeles. And okay. uh, I've spent about the last 14 years working in affordable housing. So. Um, I had a chance to return to Santa Barbara about six or seven years ago to work in homelessness and met my husband and I've just felt really lucky to continue this kind of investment in helping our lower income neighbors with housing solutions Yeah, uh, right here in Santa Barbara. And so you left UCSB, you went, you went back to LA? I went back to LA and I worked for an organization that was building affordable housing across southern Santa Barbara County. So for a while there, I let um, kind of the opportunity to build housing and work on workforce solutions guide where I was living. So that included Los okay. Angeles, San Diego, and then back to and Santa back Barbara. Here. When did you kind of fall in love or with this, or when did you find a passion for housing? For housing? I mean, housing is the solution and, and the reason behind it is the people, right? So just a compassionate person and uh, growing up in Los Angeles, uh, kind of the homeless capital, uh, it just occurred to me that as a community, and this was really young, we had lost our sense of urgency because we got so accustomed to seeing people sleeping on the street. Mm. And so shortly after graduating UC Santa Barbara, I kind of started and started with um, workforce and social enterprise programs in Los Angeles and then uh, uh, transitioned to affordable housing investments. So, yeah. Yeah. It's so important. I mean, housing, I mean, there's the whole kind of housing first concept mm -hmm. in terms of, but I've, I mean, you know, we're in similar spaces in terms of the housing thing, yeah. but it's just so important. I mean, in a, in a society, in a community, the, the 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 low income, the workforce, housing issue is not really going away, is it? It isn't, and I look at stable housing as the foundation for building upon all of these other community issues, right? right. And yes. not just during the pandemic, but we look at um, the ability to keep job, healthcare, family right. relationships, and right. housing is that foundation. Right. So, How do you do all that without housing? Yeah, you can't. Right. And and you know. Our community issues are so complex. The right. solution is so simple, it's housing, right? right? But how to get there is the complex part. And I just thank you guys for the work that you do and oh, thank you. you know, honored to be alongside you today. Yeah, well thank you. That's yeah. that's that's wonderful. And you've done you've done work um, veterans issues, you've done lots of different you've done disaster relief. In fact your prior your prior job 
was American Red Cross, right? Yes, yes. What did, what did you do there? So uh, American Red Cross is both a local and national organization. So I worked in the Central California region, which meant 10 counties ranging from Camarillo all the way up to Yosemite. And I was the regional disaster officer followed by the in interim CEO for those 10 counties. Oh, really? Um, but I, I did actually work locally on the Thomas Fire and Montecito debris flow. And um, I ended up hopping over to Habitat in 2018 and, and Habitat did incredible work in terms of recovery efforts in the Montecito area as well. Yeah. So. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. So they were involved even before, kind of right when you got there. Yeah, so we did everything from, you know, removing debris with the support of thousands of volunteers to actually rehabbing some homes for homeowners who were low income in ah. this neighborhood. So, wow. Yeah. That's that's wonderful. Uh, let's talk about Habitat. So sure. take us back kind of to where it started, the vision. Let's pretend like somebody's never heard of Habitat for Humanity sure. and they don't know anything about the organization. Take us through it. Sure. So Habitat for Humanity of Southern Santa Barbara County is our local organization and as the CEO I report to the Board of Directors and our area goes from Carpinteria up to Gaviota. Okay. And um, what I always kind of say about Santa Barbara is behind the veneer of prosperity there are just so many people with unmet needs and those needs are, are housing. And sometimes we see them living on the street and sometimes you don't see the level of need or poverty until you open a door. Yeah. And that can mean overcrowding in homes. It can mean multiple families in a very small space. Mm -hmm. and it also means homes that are in disrepair, people who are um, you know, house poor, they own a home, they're lucky enough to get that inherited from their families, but um, plumbing that doesn't work, yeah. holes in the flooring, holes in the ceiling. So Habitat since 2000 locally has been dedicated to building homes, communities, and hope. And we do this with the support of volunteers and we build and sell affordable housing at an affordable mortgage. So there's a really strong self-sufficiency model. Mm. And we partner with our homeowners to build alongside them with both professional labor and volunteers and we sell that home to them. So in Santa Barbara locally, we have four different housing development projects and we're serving about 84 people, 50% of which are children um, and then we have a, a vast home repair program. So we believe that there's just a continuum of housing needs, right? You have Section 8, you maybe have domestic violence housing solutions. And over here is home ownership where kind of habitat model lives. Right. And we believe we got to also keep people in their homes. Those right. homes that are 80 to 100 years old and seniors are living in them and it no longer suits their needs. So we're both building housing and preserving housing. Um, and it's all thanks to the support of this community. And so it's very volunteer centric. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know about the home repair part of what you do. I've always known Habitat is building houses. Yep. But that's interesting. It is. And have you, have they, has that been a long time they've been doing that? or? Uh, it's, it's not a new program. And I think also there's just a lot of community education and advocacy needed around helping people understand this issue. Um, yeah. Being from Los Angeles, you know, poverty is pervasive and you can see it. And in Santa Barbara, as I said, sometimes you don't know what's going on right. until you open a door. Right. Um, so it's, or you don't know that there's, I think, a couple thousand, maybe more 18 to 24 year olds sleeping in their car. That's exactly or, right. Or uh, couch surfing or in unstable 
living situations, which Absolutely. we've learned about. And, and then people can have health issues and those are exacerbated by maybe they're lucky enough to have a roof over the head, but the home itself is not suitable to support their health needs. Right. So yeah, that's where we come in and it's a real honor yeah, to do that work. Do, uh, I want to read the mission. So the mission of Habitat for Humanity, <clears throat> seeking to put God's love into action. Habitat for Humanity brings people together to build homes, communities, and hope. Our vision a world where everyone has a decent place to live. You're not going to run out of work, are you? We aren't. <laughs> and, you know, it, I'm sure you relate. It's really hard work to do yeah. in Santa Barbara in California. Yeah. And we just got to roll up our sleeves and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, talk about kind of your volunteers. I know you, you've, you've engaged a lot of youth in what you're doing, apparently. Mm -hmm. if, if there's a parent watching this who as a young person who they want to see deployed into service in some way. Talk about the way that you guys interact with youth. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of the housing that we've built has been family housing. Um, so about 40 children living in our homes. The primary areas of our volunteer opportunities, because volunteering in construction is a crazy thing, right? right? right. You're like, what? You're gonna take volunteers and hop them and build a house, and it's the coolest part of the model. So youth can help with our builds as long as there's a parent there. Um, and then we've done youth education in schools around affordable housing as well. Oh, really? So, yeah. I could just see it in your countenance. I mean, you really have a heart for people, don't you? I do. I mean, we're all connected right we are <laughs> it's a yeah and, and when you <laughs> i had an experience we 16 years ago we bought a really tough apartment complex mm -hmm. and i before we closed escrow i walked every unit mm -hmm. it was so 70 units and i was shocked by what i saw mm -hmm. in terms of so it's not just like what I'm hearing is your thinking, your vision's not just for, okay, here's a low-income family, let's help them build a house. I mean, you do that, and that's wonderful. But you're also thinking about living conditions, Absolutely. it sounds like. Which is, that way, walking those seven units for me that time, I had no idea the kind of living conditions and the ways in which being a landlord or an owner the power that you have to impact somebody's life. Something I'm very passionate about, and I think so many of this, of us in this community have been exposed to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it's unbelievable what happens because, and I've, I've tried to share this because I feel like it's been like a revelation or something, but um, when you do that as an owner, as a landlord, as an apartment complex owner, let's say, you obviously you impact the quality of life of the person their behavior changes mm -hmm. the sense of community changes the crime absolutely changes you know what i'm saying absolutely there's so many i don't know what the word is tangential yeah. benefits yeah. or outcomes that come from just deciding that you're going to care about the living conditions of the people who live. I mean, are you tracking? Are you with me on this? Absolutely. And I think it's our role to invest in dignity in those who we serve, right? Yeah. So right. in my work in homelessness or supporting people with chronic homelessness, if you support them by providing them with shelter that's really run down and the behavior that might happen in a facility versus right. providing something new where they can take pride in where they live. Right. 
um, they're going to feel more it's a motivated. whole different thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's like the it's like the antithesis of the projects. Mm-hmm. I, I was in Dallas for ten years. Yep. And Dallas exactly had, right. It's isn't that true? Mm-hmm. What we think about when we think about the projects, right, is it's almost like caging people, like. In Dallas, there was 22 of them. There was 22 of these projects. Mm-hmm. And, and we were trying to, we were literally doing the opposite. We were saying, we're going to do nice. We're going to do new. We're going to love them, serve them the best. We're going to get the best. We're going to, you know, mm-hmm. and and see what happens. And we did. And crime went down 98% and occupancy went up and turnover Amazing. went down and all these great things happened. So I went to the head of the Dallas Housing Authority and I said, please turn over your 22 complexes to me. Yeah, I have a solution. They didn't do that, but I, I wish they would have because because yeah. I feel like the, what you're talking about and what we're totally in agreement on is a solution that's completely different than a typical government project where bad things happen. And diversifying our communities is part of that as well, right? Um, right. The the approach with Section Eight to do scattered site housing, yes. um, community integration. It's all there's just so many models and it's been interesting even the last 15 years to see how it's evolved and with all of our lessons learned yeah 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 i i I feel like what we've learned and what i think is just true about human nature what you described you know when you put somebody in this context versus this context what's going to happen you know we've learned that i feel like if that message was spread to more yeah owners that there could be really good things could happen and it, there's a trickle-down effect, right? Like you said, that it, it ultimately can impact neighborhood safety. So one of the programs also that Habitat does is neighborhood revitalization. And so we can um, recruit volunteers from local neighborhoods so that they're investing in their own community and do street clean cleanup and weed removal. And then the idea is ultimately you're creating informed stakeholders, walkable neighborhoods can ultimately reduce uh, crime. So yes, yeah, it's it does. Cool stuff landscaping lighting Mm -hmm. you you know there's so many different little parts to this Mm -hmm. that if you if you if you you get it right really good outcomes happen yeah and i think what we're (coughs) focusing on in this conversation is we help the individual family and then we have to look at the systems approach Mm -hmm. and tackle them at the same time so right there's a lot to do yeah it's it's exciting i'm not bored are you no not at all (laughs) no not at all i'm always having new ideas like how could we but um what is you when you think when you think about your vision? You're a CEO of a great organization with a lot to do. When you look out five years or ten years, if you do, you, mm-hmm. pro- you probably do. Like me, th- you're thinking about around mm-hmm. the corner. What yeah. do, what do you see? What would you like to see happen? In yeah, the next? I mean, the key thing that stands out to me in this community is innovation, and looking at what's worked in the past, what works now, and you know, little things like Santa Barbara, like <laughs> we can run out of land. And there's a, an issue with, you know, we know what the problems are, we know housing is a solution, and then we also know there's not enough housing. So how do we get together, cross collaborate and innovate and think about these solutions differently? Yeah. Um, and I think that's the stuff that excites me. And then how do we get those innovations? Well, it's bringing, you know, volunteers around a table who each are experts in a different area and, right. and creating that vision. Working so. together. Yeah. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. Collaborating. Because so. I think there are a lot of wonderful people thinking about this. There really are. And the collaboration is key. Um, nonprofit, government, faith, uh, 
and we've seen great things happen. So yeah, I get really excited about the opportunity. I think there's so many things being like, oh, we couldn't do this or we couldn't do this and put on a lens as says we can and get people together at the table and really be forward thinking about it. Yeah, So that's, that's wonderful. What is your website? Yeah. It's sbhabitat.org. sbhabitat.org yes. is the Habitat for Humanity here in South Santa Barbara County. Is, yes. Do you do any fundraising events or do you, is there anything like that that you Yes, all the time, really? all the time. And uh, I mean, I'm sure you guys have thought through the same things. How do we continue to fundraise differently during a pandemic? Right. Um, but, you know, we're, we're helping a, a senior right now who has not been able to shower in her own home for a year plus. And she showers with wipes. And um, this is because she, she's aged in her home and she uses a walker and she can't get into a bathtub without falling. And so you know, so much of the things our team is thinking about, we're gonna help this woman, but it's because we're gonna fundraise and it's because, you know, incredible people in our community support this work and we can turn around and say, like, yes, we're gonna do this project. So, you know, we have the, the amazing foundations and individuals and we do event-based fundraising and we send the, the inspiring letters to the homes hoping that someone writes a check. Yeah. Um, and I'm just- I saw one of those. When, when we get donations, I get inspired and our team gets inspired because yeah. it's, it's the mission continuity right there. And you're seeing real impact with the actual people on the ground. Absolutely. That people can support. And the volunteers who come in and, you know, Habitat Santa Barbara right now is a five person team. We can't do all this work without these amazing volunteers. And we have board members who are so skilled and we have all these committees and the committees do specialized work. So, wow. I mean, what keeps me going is knowing who we serve, but also the people who are working alongside us to serve yeah. and just knowing there, there's good stuff, right? Yeah, it's good life. That's yeah. the program. Yeah. And, you know, and, it, and it's impactful for the people who volunteer. It changes their life. I mean, mm -hmm. I've seen you, you, I know you've seen this. And I've seen it too in Texas and, and here where people who get involved in something greater than themselves, you know, I just feel like there should be no bored people. You know, if, you, if you're bored, go to sbhabitat.org, yeah. you know, go, <laughs> come to the Turner yeah. There's so much you can do and it's so life-giving. It is. Not, it, it is about the person being served, but it's amazing what happens to us when we serve. It changes us, you know, which is a neat thing. Yes. So once again, Habitat for Humanity, seeking to put God's love into action, Habitat for Humanity brings people together to build homes, communities, and hope. Our vision, a world where everyone has a decent place to live. It's fantastic. Thank you so much for this opportunity yeah. and the work that, that the Turner Foundation is doing. Yeah, and we life. should work together. Yes. Yeah. No, we'll schedule I, that meeting let's do right it. after this, That'd right? That'd be good. And thank you for what you're doing. <laughs> thank That's you. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it. And thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. <laughs>